Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. This episode of The Huddle is brought to you by The Athletic Club Oakland, my go-to sports bar in the East Bay. Look, this will be a shock to no one. I love watching sports, and I love it even more while at a sports bar. But to be honest, there was a long period of time where I just couldn't find one I actually liked. I'd find a spot that had TVs, but the food sucked ass, or a place that had good food, but they wouldn't show the game I wanted, and the inside felt dark and depressing. It was always some trade-off or sacrifice, and that's finally done now. The ACO is exactly what I'm looking for without sacrifice. They have a huge space, including an outdoor spot where they shut down an entire street and called it the town gardens. They have more than a 100 televisions, which can and will show every game you ask for, and they have great food. The ACO has everything you need to comfortably watch your favorite team in any sport at any time with passionate fans. I love it, and I'm pretty damn sure you will too. The Athletic Club Oakland, where sports fans get everything they want every day they want it. We're going to bring you on to our huddle. You are in. And we're huddle with me, Bram No Marcus, today, but with me for usual, my master of all things video and sound, Maxime. How's it going? I am fired up to announce the rejoining us after way longer than I'd like the Golden State beat writer for the San Francisco Chronicle, a man who attends every single Warriors press conference, practice, shoot around a game, and the man I turn to when I need to vent about how terrible the dialogue is in a video game, Mr. CJ Holmes. What's going on, CJ? Hey, back like Jordan wearing a 4-5. How y'all boys doing today? <laughs> We are good. We like seeing you. I can tell that you are in a hotel room, man. Where does this podcast find you? Uh, checking in from Memphis, Tennessee uh, for tomorrow's grudge match against the Memphis Grizzlies. And that, that grudge match just got even more F.U.E. with uh, Draymond's comments. So we'll be exploring in a second here. It should be big fun. Do you look forward to certain games? Like when you left, when you hopped on the plane, you got this three-game road trip. Uh, is there ones you've circled that you're more excited about or, you know, they're all part of the job? Yeah, it's like most like 
mostly it's like the location. So like I love going back to Phoenix, seeing all my old friends. I'm loving going to you know going on to DC, seeing my family, friends and family. Uh, I would say those are the two biggest ones. And then you know it's always the the cool locations, right? Like Miami or or you know LA. Those are always fun. But uh, you know it's all work, but work is fun. So <laughs> I half expect you to be like, well, you know, the big games, Memphis, these people No, it, it was a friend analysis and a nightlife analysis, which I immediately respected nicely fucking played. I'm not saying uh, nightlife, I'm not saying nightlife, but, uh, you know, there are some cities are funner than others. Yeah. You know, I'm sure it's the Starbucks locations and everything. You know? <laughs> I mean, that, that's exactly what goes to it. Um, I got so much stuff for you today, CJ. Uh, in fact, we got a, a question that was written and directed towards you specifically. So we got to push off here, but like aggressively, like, Uh, well, you'll find out. I'm not going to tell you. I want you to be kind of worried about it as we go forward here. So we'll see how that plays. Um, But housekeeping before we go forward, housekeeping number one. So CJ, we've been doing this intern hunger games um, and we had narrowed it down to the final four. We've heard from two people today. You are going to be evaluating Spencer, but uh, I guess good news, bad news, good news for Spencer, bad news for us. Spencer got a promotion, is no longer uh, the kind of man with free time to be able to serve as our intern. So he has pulled himself out of the competition. So we're not going to hear from Spencer today, unfortunately enough. Um, Spencer was right in his heat. It is what I have learned from previous experiences not to shit out them when they're not here. So I'm just going to keep that in pocket. I'm sure (laughs) that it's all, all good news for Spencer. But we do have good news on our own. CJ, we have written content now. The huddle is expanding, dude. We're hella fancy. Uh, Maxime, where is that written content? How would you describe it? Uh, yeah, what's going on? Yeah, all right. So you know, it's a little bit of a work in progress. I think people like to, you know, build things as they go instead of trying to have a polished product. But here it is. The Warriors Huddle website uh, is live, warriorshuddle.com. It's not just huddle at warriorshuddle.com. It's now a full-fledged website. And in it, we got all kinds of stuff, but... What um, Bram is referring to is we've got a blog going, and we even have a couple of blog posts from uh, from from Tanner up here already, so you can check out. He's been um, writing judiciously after every single game, so we have some great thoughts here. You can drop some comments um, and enjoy that as well. And then, of course, that's an also an opportunity to check out the podcast itself. We've got a uh, a page where you can actually see the podcast and all of our old episodes, um, and even a nice little uh, thumbnail reel with uh, our our most recent episodes. So there you go. Well so. done, boys. Yeah, fuck. I mean, here's here's a little transparency uh, and an admission. I have not seen that before, CJ, and I should be embarrassed. So Maxime has sent us these links, and I knew that there was a blog, and I knew the pieces, but I haven't actually hit them yet because I thought it was just a blog. And we have this dope-ass website out there I had not seen. So Maxime, I should have thanked you before we went live. Also, that splash page, I look like an asshole in that photograph. Ah. Uh, for, for those who hop on there, careful. Where is the website, by the way? What's the uh, what's the address? It is warriorshuddle.com. Boom. Um, you want to see you know great content or me look like an asshole? That's the perfect place to go. CJ, I've buried the lead. All right, so we normally start with a glass half full, but not when we have guests of your caliber. For you, we do the off-the-court report. So if you're new to the podcast, the idea behind this is hella easy. Uh, You're probably already tired of hearing me speak. Good news here, I stop speaking. CJ has access to this team in a way we do not. He sees all the stuff that happens off the floor. So for this segment, 
we just ask him any stories, anything he's seen recently. What do you got, man? Yeah, I wanted to I wanted to take you guys into the locker room uh, last night in Oklahoma City. Um, Warriors suffered their 25th row loss of the season. Um, and, you know, after a lot of these losses, you know, sometimes it's, you know, a pretty lighthearted vibe. You know, we'll get the next one kind of kind of mood. But, you know, last night in Oklahoma City, it was it was it was it was quiet. There was tension. Um, you know, guys, guys were slow coming out to media availability. You know, usually when the Warriors are on the road, you know, Raymond Ritter's chugging these guys out so they can catch their flight. But you know, guys were lagging. It was quiet. Um cut the tension with a knife and to me that's just an indication that you know these road struggles you know for the first first time see, i'm not saying this is the only time the locker room's ever been that way but you know after losses but it hasn't been like that very often and to me it's an indication that these road losses are really starting to pile up you know which is obvious and it's obvious that it's starting to you know get get to get to the players um there's a sense of frustration in there i have to say now granted can they bounce back tomorrow and the vibes are you know, better again? Sure. Everything's better when you're winning. But, you know, last night was the first time in a while that you, you could actually feel that tension in the locker room. So you're a professional and you've already transitioned us. Yeah. So I've, I've got a lot of follow ups. But this is, in fact, the, the golden question the person wrote in. So I'm just going to transition to that. Here is the question. Quote, there was a moment last night when Draymond got so frustrated with punched in the face pool he literally stopped playing and walked off the court instead of continuing the possession. Please get CJ back stat and ask what the vibe is around the team. Um, just really quickly, the nickname punched in the face pool, great alliteration. I'm not sure it's going to stick. That If I'm Jordan Poole, I do not want that to be my nickname. Um, and let's, let's show the play real fast because I noticed it too, and it has made its rounds on social media. We're watching a play in the second quarter here where Draymond literally gets so fucking frustrated he waves his hands, turns his back, and then it results in a in a turnover because he's so angry that Paul missed him, um, which leads back to you, CJ. So you said that you know after other losses, you've you've seen them come out of there slow. What was the difference this time? It was just something unspoken. Was it literally the pace that they came out of there? Why do you feel like there's more frustration now? I mean, it was just unspoken. Like I said, it was like you could just feel frustration locker room right now and you know like i said typically on the road guys are coming in and out of the media room quickly because they have to catch a flight but you know i, I want to say guys were hanging their heads it wasn't anything like that but you could just tell that there was like a little bit of a lag yesterday first of all i mean who wants to talk to the media after a loss like that but um i don't know it was just indicative to me that these that these road losses are really starting to get to these guys um you know steve kerr you know referencing the you know the Draymond play um Draymond didn't talk to the media last night so uh, we didn't get his perspective on it but Steve Kerr said after the game yesterday that he felt a disconnect in the first half and that's you know pretty much what cost the Warriors the game and you know plays like that you know make it pretty obvious um you know who knows why Dre was so frustrated in that moment perhaps there were you know a couple play you know I have to go back and watch the film but maybe there were a couple plays or you know Draymond was missed missed in a row maybe a few high low opportunities that were missed because you know guys weren't hitting them on time and on target um but you know at the end of the day it's not a good look right you know oh, he gave up no. on the play maybe a second like a half second before the ball was thrown his way resulting in a turnover and you could tell that Draymond was frustrated with himself after that, you know, as he made his way back down the court. And if you ask him, I'm sure you would say that he regretted it. 
Um, but when you think about that disconnect that Kerr talked about, um, that play sums it up perfectly. Um, this was, a, I think there was like the 10th consecutive game where the Warriors have gone down 10 or more points in the first quarter. Um, these slow starts are starting to pile up too. And while they're able to overcome them at home, doing so on the road is exceedingly um, more difficult. It's exceedingly more difficult. Um, you can't bury yourself in a hole um, on another team's court and expect and expect to be able to come storming back every time. That's not how this league works, right? Um, t- teams wouldn't do that at Chase Center, I'll tell you that. Um, where the Warriors have, I think, the third best defensive rating in the league on the road. I think they have like the third. They have like, you know, one of the worst defensive ratings on the road. Um, and that all comes back to connectivity. Comes back to guys being on the same page. And last night's game was another example of, you know, why the season has been so up and down. Of course, you're right. So let's start with Draymond. There is no bigger show of disappointment or frustration than what he did while you're playing an NBA game. You know, like if he wasn't playing, then you could you know, go to give a press conference or something and say, I'm really frustrated. There's a disconnect here. But while you are literally engaged in an NBA game, what he did is probably about as demonstrative as you can be with frustration. You know, it, it wasn't, we've seen people get, you know, down where they kind of put their head down or they, they close their eyes out of frustration and they keep going. That's not what the fuck Draymond did. Draymond literally waved his hands in frustration turned his back on the play and allowed Clay to throw it to nobody. So biggest, you know, show of, of disappointment as he could possibly show. Um, and he's not fucking alone. You know, I, I, I am getting incredibly frustrated. I'm sure I'm not speaking at a turn. In fact, um, Maxine, go ahead and pull up that tweet. I uh, tweeted out this morning to dub nation, you know, how we feeling. And it was an outpouring of kind of confused responses. Some people were happy. Some people were very upset. Here you go. First one, fractured. I don't know what the heck that was that I watched last night or the game before. Uh, Next thing, same as all season, the Dubs schizophrenia on the road versus at home remains the story of the season. Um, And there's some positive ones too, but the, the long and short of it is that I think we're all frustrated as hell. And last night, was a good place to put that frustration because I, I think with Steph coming back and we were on you know a five-game winning streak, we all kind of expected this is when the Rocky music starts. This is when the comeback comes. This is that that runway to the title window. And Steph comes back the first game and you know he plays well and maybe there is just some you know some rust on on his connection with the rest of the team. But this OKC game against a team they should beat was was in my mind the launching point and they fucking lost it so of course we're frustrated maxime I mean, how are you dealing with all this matt well i was i was just remembering i think when when we watched that happen and draymond sort of gave up on the play it was so remarkable that fitz remarked on it which felt remarkable in and of itself right that this was this moment that even the warriors announcers who are on warriors payroll are calling out this thing so we're, we're dealing with a systemic issue and you're starting to see you're seeing it on the twitter post you're seeing it across reddit people are starting to speculate about whether or not there's something in this locker room that um is a little bit sour right now 
and and sounds like we're hearing that from CJ too. So I'm I guess I'm I continue to be confused, and it's the question that everybody's asking. But why is it that I'm so afraid now of whenever the Warriors are at another arena as opposed to at Chase Center? Because there's clearly clearly a discrepancy going on. I'm like, are they able to just like leave and go spend time with their family and friends, and so they don't have to stress? Like I can't understand how there's this much of a um, of a distinction between the two, and it's making me feel like uh, somebody said in the Twitter replies, schizophrenic. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll say this, you know, I think the Warriors home overall record and home versus away record is a, you know, perfect microcosm of the season as a whole, all the stops and starts, um, the winning streaks fall by the losing streaks, players coming in and out. Um, it's just all some, it just sums it all up really so perfectly. Um, and it's at the point we're at the point in the season where you are what your record says you are. You are what your stats say you are. But despite all that, you know, the Warriors are, I think, in sixth place or tied for fifth. Something right. like that. Entering win today's games. Um, so despite all that, they're still in good position. But, you know, as Curry said after the game yesterday, it's not about being in good positions, it's about taking advantage of it. That's and right. The Warriors gonna have to find a way to do that, you know, over these final 16 games. Um I think I, I think at this point it's safe to say that the Warriors are going to be a playoff team, right? But you know, if you end up in if you end, but you know, if they they slip a couple games here and there, lose a couple more, they're supposed to um, end up in that playing tournament. Let alone end up in that player playing tournament and be a low seed. Anything can happen, and that is that is not a situation this team wants to be in, especially not with the most expensive roster in all of basketball. No, fuck no. You know those um, those drawings. There's a word for them, but I don't know what they are. Where two people can look at the same drawing and see different things. One person can see an old woman, the other person sees the young woman. You know, and then they're both in there. It just depends on how you're looking at it. This season is one of those drawings. You know, if I want to be really optimistic and tell you why the Warriors should be viewed as title contenders, Steph Curry has missed what 22, 23 games, and they're in fucking sixth place. And they're, they're still here. If before the season, I'd come to you and said, Steph is going to miss a quarter of the season, but they're still within striking distance and will still be in the playoffs. I'd be great. You know, great. That's that. Then they're doing well. But if I then gave you an, the, the road record and looked at their defensive splits when they're not at chase, then it's an entire, you know, then it's the old woman. Then it's, a, it's an entirely different look. And I think that's one of the things that's made this year so hard. There's no consistency. I'll tell you boys, I'll, I'll admit this as long as you don't tell anybody else. After last night, I got so frustrated. I literally had to have almost a discussion with myself and change expectations. I can't, if I keep entering each one of these games thinking I'm going to see the Warriors in all caps, I'm going to use uh, years off my life. Like I just, it, it frustrates me so much. And so now I have to accept that they are a puncher's chance team. You know, if everything lines up exactly as we want it, then great. But I can't expect greatness anymore unless I, you know, unless I want to sign myself up for even more therapy than I already need. Um, but I, 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 to your point, I don't think championship, maybe in the Warriors locker room championships to expectations, but, you know, from the fan standpoint, from y'all's perspective, I don't think championship should be the expectation, you know, the way this team is playing right now. You know, in honor of March Madness, that's about to get started next week. I think that the expectation should just be survive in advance. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, and I, you know, shit, man, at some point, if it walks like a duck and it quacks like a duck, you know, and this has been a 500 team through a lot of the year. So I think that's good advice. Go ahead, Maxim. Yeah. I mean, 
I hear, I, I listen to the low post, um, Zach Lowe's podcast, um, periodically. And he keeps on saying in these like bite-sized moments, I'm just waiting for the Warriors to go on a run. And like, <clears throat> I could see them being 41 and 41 at the end of the season and still saying, I just, I'm expecting them to go on a run at any moment. Right. It's just like, there's something here, you know, I, I feel you, Bram. I came out of last night's game. So frustrated. I was so cranky. I was just trying to have a nice night with my wife. And instead I was just pissed. And it's one of those things that it's because I have such high expectations. And like, maybe at this point I'm tempering them a little bit because it's not about uh, finals or bust anymore, but I want this to be, this should be more than a 500 team. There aren't new pieces in here that we haven't integrated before. Jordan Poole has been a part of a championship roster. I just don't understand how we're falling apart quite this hard. We need this to be a title contending team. I mean, here's what's not going to happen next year. Steph, Dre, or Clay getting younger. You know, I mean, th this window, I mean, yeah. it really is, you know, like every year that passes, the chances of these guys making it back to the top of the mountain go down a little bit. You know, maybe there's a secondary window. We don't even have to go into that. But yeah, do I want to view this as a wasted season? Of course I don't. You know, that each one of these have to count. But I, I, I guess it's just to protect myself you know, entering into these with, with sky high expectations. Um, I don't know. I, it's, I've just been burnt too many times. You know what I mean? Um, I, I tell you what, we need an infusion of optimism. So I'm going to back up a topic boys and I'm going to go to the, uh, the glass half full CJ. You remember this? We are just looking back on recent hope. Something we like, something we don't, we sure as fuck know what we don't. We just covered it for the last eight to nine minutes. So I'll give you something <laughs> that I do. You know what I like? I like how much Steph Curry enjoys his job. I don't think I know anybody who enjoys his job as much as Steph Curry does. And, you know, we watched him go off last night. It was a 40 spot and he looked phenomenal doing it and having all the fun. But I'm also going to use this as an excuse to play an old clip. Go ahead and run that highlight, Maxime. Um, and so this came out over the offseason and it's a highlight of Steph after uh, the end of the first game against Memphis in the Western semifinals. And you can fast forward to about halfway through. For those who aren't watching the video, uh, you guys remember, Ja misses that, that layup. The Warriors win that game, and the highlight starts with Ja and Jaron Jackson talking, kind of upset that he missed the shot. And out of nowhere, Steph comes in screaming, come on, come on. You can tell he is just excited, just likes being out there, so much so that Jaron Jackson, almost surprisingly, like he can't hold it back, says, oh, you love this shit, don't you? And he screams, yes. So the the joy that Steph possesses while he goes out there and dominates is something I like, and I'll weaponize one more thing. You know what else I like, boys? Iguodala looking good. He came in that first quarter, and he made a difference. The Warriors were down eight, and he erased that deficit. He even had a dunk and didn't get hurt. So, you know, if if one of the things that needs to happen for the Warriors to get back to that title trajectory is Iguodala kind of finding his legs. Last night was a step in the right direction. So uh, there's some stuff I like. Boys, what do you got? Yeah, Iguodala's been looking good. And not just last night, he did the same thing um, Sunday in Los Angeles. Um, they were down early. He comes in, they immediately go on an 11-2 run. And Iguodala's not doing with his scoring, right? He's a point four. He's doing with his passing, his defense, spreading the ball around, getting other guys in rhythm. Um, that's his value to this team. 
I'm looking at this Warriors roster top to bottom, litter scoring, right? You don't, you know, they don't need guys to come in and try to score the ball. And at his advanced age, I'm not sure how much success he'd have uh, at that either. No offense to Andre for watching this. I'm sure you can still fill it up if you uh, set your mind to it. But, you know, being realistic with it, um, you know, they need another guy to stir the drink, right? And the starting lineup is Draymond Green. And, you know, as we saw earlier in the year, I think it was that Houston game earlier in the year when they first put Draymond Green in the second unit. I think that going into the season, the hope was that Iguodala could be that stir drinker in the second unit. And like right now, now that he's healthy, trying to get his legs back under him, he's slowly working his way back into form. And the plan with Iguodala has always been not to have him – available for the regular season, but have him, and at least early on, the plan has always been to have him healthy and available late in the season for a potential playoff run. So, you know, hopefully as Iguodala ramps up, um, it'll take this Warriors team to another level. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I mean, come on. I came in here, I was like, if I'm going to have to talk glass half full, I'm going to talk about Iguodala because that, I mean, it was nice, right? It felt vintage in small bursts like that. I mean, he's just so smooth. Um, that one steal that he had where it eventually went out of bounds um, was nonetheless just very, very beautiful. His arms seemed like they were, you know, extending like the go-go gadget arms or whatever, um, even though I hate that line. Uh, Felt like it very much applied. But beyond that, I start to sort of like lose the ability to be optimistic at this moment. So maybe you don't want to go to me when you're trying to say glass half full because I'm I'm just like generally kind of like... Not feeling great at the moment. The glass is maybe slightly less than halfway full. There's some water in it, but it's not that much. Erica asked me last night, uh, my wife, Erica, and I should also, I, I listened to the last podcast and I made like a couple of jokes um, more than once saying that when they lose, I'll sometimes scream at my wife. Let me go ahead and say that's not true. In fact, anyone who's ever met Erica knows that the power dynamic does not work like that in <laughs> any way, shape or form. She would punk the shit out of me. So what happens is I just get sullen. You know, you can tell I get super pissy and I don't want to participate. And so last night that goes down and Erica asked me just point blank, why do you watch this? You know, like if this is a television show, like if you don't enjoy it, why do you watch it? And I, I got I mean, even more pissy and sullen and then just got out of there. I didn't have a response for, her, you know, so it is what it is. Um, Wait, okay, Max, boy. hold up. Before we go on, do we need to unpack that go-go gadget bit? Is that, is that like some... Deep-seated emotional trauma we need to unpack here on the pod? Or? <laughs> no. What is this? No. You, you, you an expector gadget have some issues? Or? <laughs> I, I was like, wow, really? We're going to unpack this? I I, I, I just, it, it feels like it got overused. You know what I mean? These go-go gadget arms thing. It's like it can apply in so many situations. Like, wow, he's got long reach. And that's like our only, you know, it's just, it's, deep embedded into my brain so I, to the point that i can't come up with any other metaphor and uh it feels overused i, th- I think it's time for a reboot back. i think it's time for an expector gadget live action reboot oh, i'm ready why are you it. trying to give them fucking ptsd like, like modern C- like that? modern cgi like a, a dark and gritty take on expector gadget that'd be fire right <laughs> i'd watch that i'd watch that in I a heartbeat that. that would like actually be therapy action. for me yeah, it would, it would reset a little bit of my perception of what's going on with Inspector Gadget. We'll never know you this. Comment you know. on the new cut. How are y'all feeling with the short look? I mean, how the fuck would we comment on it? You had your hood on this entire time. <laughs> you think I have x-ray vision? I, I I like it a lot. You know, that's very nice. And I'm not ready to give up on this Inspector Gadget joke. Uh, <laughs> if this was a movie, it would cut and it would show back, you know, whatever, like 2005 or something. And it would show Maxime getting broken up with. And then the camera would pan back and it'd be Inspector Gadget on the TV in the background. <laughs> and he's, he's using his like go-go gadget arms. He's like, I just, I just hate it. I hate it when that happens. Go-go gadget, delete my number. <laughs> <laughs> 
What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Okay, boys, let's go to our golden questions. It's our mailbag. We already covered the first one. Here's the second one. Uh, Draymond Green went nuclear on Dylan Brooks in his podcast. If you boys have heard the comments, do you think that was a good idea or a bad idea? Um, I haven't heard the comments, but luckily we have them here. Maxine, go ahead and run them. This idiot said, I don't know what Draymond does out there. He said, I don't like Draymond at all. You don't know me. I just don't like Golden State. I quite frankly wouldn't like a team that beats me all the time either. I don't like anything to do with them. Quite frankly, you you were a little kid in high school watching us win championships. Should be happy that you even witnessed that. Or maybe college, but you get the point. You're a fan. Draymond talks a lot. You talk a lot now, so if you have four rings, sure, you talk a lot more. For All-Stars, you probably talk a bit more. Defensive Player of the Year, you for damn sure would talk more. Two Olympic gold medals, you definitely would be talking because that would mean you, you beat Team USA, and we all know how that goes. So gets away with a lot, too. <laughs> what exactly do I get away with? I have 15 texts, one less than your dumb ass. Okay, great. His game is cool. If you ever wondered why the Memphis Grizzlies is not ready to compete for a championship, look no further than this idiot right here. They're actually depending on this guy to help them win a championship. And he says his game is cool. Quite frankly, that just shows how little you know about basketball. And yet, y'all, you running around talking about a dynasty? The dynasty starts after you. My goodness. I love the clip. No pun intended. (laughs) He did not hold back. And so this gentleman wants to know if we think it was a good idea or bad idea that Draymond did that. So CJ, let's start with you, man. You know, just just you you played um, at a very high level. You they are the Warriors are now entering into a game against Dylan Brooks and Memphis tomorrow. There is no doubt that Mr. Brooks will hear all of that before they play. So what do you think, dude? Good idea, bad idea? Look, I'll say this. Whether it's a good idea or a bad idea, Draymond Green is going to speak his mind, right? Um, <laughs> if you speak out against that guy, don't be surprised, you know, when he claps back at you, you know, a couple times harder. Uh, I guess at this point, and not that I'm inciting violence or anything of that nature, it's like, what's Dylan going to do about it, right? Um, but, you know, overall, it just makes for more entertaining basketball for us. Um, so let's let's get the objective reality out of the way. Draymond Green has a remarkably bright future in sports media ahead of him. 
Um, he's not only you know phenomenal on the fly and a uh, an intelligent speaker, but he also has a sense of entertainment. You know, and that that he seized on that and dropped all of that. You know, his future is bright. Like I said, as a fan, am I happy he did that? Nope. No, I'm not. Um, and it's more the timing. I have no problem with him doing that. In fact, I'm glad that he clapped back. I remember reading that Dylan Brooks article and it made me very angry, but we couldn't wait a day. You know, we, we couldn't fucking play Memphis and, and don't give them anything for the bulletin board and then drop all of that shit. The, for all the reasons we've already talked about Thursday's important, you know, we need an infusion, especially if that locker room is starting to feel our frustration. And with jaw out, it's almost, and this is PTSD, it almost makes them more dangerous. I feel like we lose to all the teams when they don't have their best players. So did we need him motivating this team that's going to be playing at home right before we play him? No. So I like what he did, but I don't like when he did it. So we have the, listen, John Morant, when the star player is out on the team, that's like a, you, we know that's an opportunity for just a dropped game, right? Because they come in without the same energy and then next thing you know, they get punched in the mouth. I mean, we saw it when Steph wasn't playing in the Christmas Day game against Memphis. So I'm not saying that this is an easy win, but at the same time, Dylan Brooks is coming back, right? He's already served his one game suspension for the 16th tech. So he's going to be in this game. Is this not some mind games? Because if he gets the double tech, he's suspended for another game. You know, I, I could see him just trying to poke the bear a little bit and say, like, you know, you want to go? Like, let's take it onto the court. I, I like yeah. it. So with that in mind, then, good thing? Are you glad he did it? Uh, yeah, I mean, only time will tell. But at this point, you know, I'm, I'm willing to take the glass half full on this one and say, like, you know, Draymond's a very, very shrewd man, right? It's why he's going to be such a good media member when his NBA career is over. But it's also what makes him so good at manipulating the things at the margins. Um, and it's very possible that he knows what he's doing here. Every now and again, though, he punches somebody in the dick and it hurts us. You know, I mean, he, he I mean, to, to put that uh, maybe a little bit more artfully, he allows his emotions to make decisions without using his intelligence to curb them. You know, and I don't, this could be either. I mean, what you just said makes a lot of sense. He is a smart dude and probably has notes before he goes into a podcast. I do, you know, but there's also a chance he read that and thought to himself, F you, I have a microphone and I'm going to project exactly what I thought. You know, we'll see. The The fun thing about this topic is Thursday is tomorrow and we will know soon enough. You know, we'll, we'll see if he gets kicked out. All right, here's our next question. Uh, the Warriors possible playoff matchup changes by the second. If you could pick a team to play and avoid, who would it be? Um, I've got some answers here, and I'm happy to vamp if you guys need some time. But uh, CJ, I'll start with you, Matt. What do you think? Who who would you like to? Who should Warrior fans hope that they play and hope that they avoid? Talking about postseason. Postseason. <sighs> You know, for the sake, this is me just saying this selfishly, for the sake of less travel, I think they should want to play the Sacramento Kings. And I say that I say that because the Kings are a team that haven't been there in a very long time, right? For them, just getting to the playoffs is an accomplishment within itself. Oh, yes. right? But the Warriors are a veteran team with championship aspirations that have done this four times over. So I think – a first-round matchup against a team as experienced as them, I think those everyone on that team, or most people on the team, were probably like toddlers or extremely young the last time um, the Kings made the playoffs. They don't know how to win yet, and I think the Warriors being matched up, I, the Warriors being matched up against a team that doesn't have that kind of 
postseason pedigree will obviously work out in their favor. Um, in terms of who they should avoid, and, you know, and another team I think that they'd want to see is the Denver Nuggets. You know, as good as they've been throughout the regular season, this is a team that the Warriors just handled um, a year ago. I think, what was it, 4-1 that series or something like that? Um, you know, Jokic can't guard a high pick and roll. Um, you know, they're a team that can be schemed out of, you know, what they want to do in the postseason. So I think that that's, that's another team that they, they want to see. Um, who they do not want to see? I don't think they want to see those Phoenix Suns. They're 3-0 since the acquisitions of Kevin Durant. Obviously, if that is a matchup at some point this postseason, there's going to be so many storylines and distractions that go into that. And KD's going to be on a revenge tour. He he just watched his former team win a championship last season without him, right? So he's going to be coming to that series um, on a mission. And as we all know as basketball fans, a Kevin Durant on a mission is a very, very dangerous man. Um, among some other teams that the Warriors probably shouldn't want to see, um, you know, obviously Memphis, if complete with the John Morant and, you know, everyone in the fold, um, that's a difficult series because, you know, for the Grizzlies, they are a year more experienced and they're pissed off after last year's playoff series. Um, so I think, you know, you know, if you, if you take in the Warriors struggles on the road, especially if the Grizzlies are the higher seed entering that series, that's something I don't think they want any part of. Um, yeah. And, you know, you know, although the Warriors, you know, handled the Mavericks quite easily last year, you know, they have Kyrie back there now. Um, that could be a tough series too. Any series with Luka Doncic in it, it's gonna be, uh, it's gonna be, uh, it's gonna be a fight. Especially, especially if Andrew Wiggins' personal issues extend into the postseason. You know, Wiggins was the Luka stopper last year. Well, as much as you can slow down Luka Doncic, um, Wiggins was the Luka stopper last year. Um, you know, uh, he'll be assigned Kevin Durant this postseason um, if he's in the fold. And if you think if Wiggins is, you know, off the court issue, not the court, I want to say off the court issues, if Wiggins' family matter extends into the postseason, they're going to be down their best perimeter player and a conference full of perimeter stars. Um, I had a Wiggins question that was submitted and I've kind of been avoiding just because I feel like there is no, there's no new information. I mean, do you have outside of it's a family matter? There's nothing official, right? Like well, there's, there's no information to publish. Nothing official. It's been very, very quiet on the Warriors' end. This is something they're yeah. keeping very close to the vest um, out of respect for Andrew. I respect that of them. Yeah. Um, you and I both. And yeah, we'll, we'll keep it to the side. I mean, uh, the, if, until there is anything to really report, I'll, I'll keep it as a, a topic that we're not discussing. And I'll pick up the question that you just said. So you said it very elegantly, and I agree with you. I'm going to go backwards. Who do I want to avoid? I want to avoid fucking Phoenix too, right? And I'll, let me put it in um, pro-warrior terms. The reason why I want to avoid Phoenix is I think almost every other team on that list has learned intimidation. I mean, Denver can really feel themselves because they're the number one seed, but they've learned to be intimidated by the Warriors. Same for Denver or same for Dallas. Pick, pick a team. You know who will not be uh, intimidated in the least? Phoenix. And if it's Kevin Durant who's behind them, I'd like to not see that matchup. You know who I want to see them play? Sacto. All right. You already you described why they don't have uh, you know, learned intimidation in fucking spades and they don't have any experience, but I'm going to do it in a different way. I think if they play Sacto, it's a no lose scenario. If they win, phenomenal. You know, phenomenal. We move on. And obviously they didn't lose. If they lose, Joe Lacob will scorch the fucking earth 
to make sure that the team has an unbelievable roster next year because that's Vivek, right? That's the Sacto is owned by that former uh, member of our ownership here. Vivek has tried to chase the Warriors ever since he left. If we match up against them and they beat us in a playoff series, do not think for a second that competitive douchebag Lakeup won't take it hard and won't come out with a vengeance next year. So, you know, I am, it doesn't mean that he can buy a title, but it sure as hell means I think, you know, there won't be any negotiating with Bob Myers anymore. I think he's going to bust out that black MX card and, and spend every dollar that he needs to. So that's the matchup I am really hoping for, you know, and we'll, so we'll see. We'll see if that goes down. Maxine? So I, this is all making a ton of sense to me. I don't want to try to, you know, um, beat a dead horse because I, I totally agree. Would love to see the Kings. Um, very interesting take about Vivek. Um, would love to avoid seeing Phoenix. So I'm going to change it a little bit. There are two teams that like, you know, actually put some legitimate fear into my, into my heart. And I, and I recognize, and I'm respectful of Denver. I'm respectful of Memphis and what they can do, but it's Phoenix and it's the Mavs. Right. And so I'll put it this way. If you told me, yes, at some point during this postseason run, we're going to have to face each of them. I would prefer to face the Mavs early and I would prefer to face Phoenix late. The reason I would prefer to face uh, the Mavs early is because they're trying to still figure each other out. This two um, this two guard situation between Luca and Kyrie is problematic. The more time they get together, especially when the game slows down and you get to pay attention to one team for four to seven games, the more they're going to be able to scheme and have conversations and, and you know, get a little bit better, right? So the earlier we see them, the better. With Phoenix, the later, the better. Injuries. Because frankly, injuries, exactly right. I don't trust Chris Paul and Kevin Durant to be going 16 for 16 or whatever it's going to be in the playoffs. One of them is going to be spending some time on the bench um, during this run. And the later you get, the more likely it is to occur. I, to be clear, I don't wish injuries on anybody, but that's the fact of the league. These guys are getting old and Kevin Durant came back from a pretty catastrophic set of injuries. And we know that Chris Paul has never been healthy in the playoffs. So there you have it. It's nicely said. So nicely said. The only follow-up question I have is, who are these people beating dead horses and why does that happen? How did that become a saying? It's just a, a weird, weird background. Yeah, it's, uh, it's actually, it comes from Inspector Gadget. He would just use his go-go gadget <laughs> arms to beat horses all the time. And it's makes why sense so why that show bothers you so much, dude. It makes sense why you have like these like super traumatic experiences. It's all the horse sure. beating. That, it all, it all, all came all out. Beating. There we go. Full I'm circle. Sure. We I'm got sure. there. I'm sure PETA wants that statement stricken from the record. <laughs> and I, I, if I had to guess, I think PETA was behind Inspector Gadget's canceling. I mean, like now we know, <laughs> you know what the fuck went down. Our final topic, and it's an old one we haven't done for a while, CJ. It's called Basketball Court. So here, sometimes we have other people give us issues. Sometimes they come from us. Today it comes from me. And the idea is we are going to make you an honorable judge for the next 15 minutes. I'm going to run a social scenario by you. And in your basketball court, you're going to tell me whether or not you're ruling, whether or not it was a socially acceptable scenario. All right. Can, so, can I get like an introduction, like a, like an actual judge? Like here, you, there, actually, so as an attorney, I can tell you there's not. I'm gonna I'm gonna add a little bit to it. <laughs> all right. I'm gonna make it like old England, but it's not really like this. Wait, 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 wait. Let, me, let me get in character. Yeah, no, I like it. I like Ooh. it. That's wow. Yeah, that's a sour face. Uh, that's fantastic. All right, hear ye, hear ye. Here comes uh, CJ Holmes presiding over the Honorable Basketball Court. Please rise and acknowledge his excellence. Um, here <laughs> Phenomenally well done. Okay, Your Honor. 
Here's what happened. Um, may it please the court. Last night, I found myself watching the game with a friend. I haven't seen him for a while. Generally enjoy his company. And we went to a bar. And it was one of those nights where I drank a little bit more than I needed to. So by the end, although I normally don't drink hard alcohol, it was kind of those like, fuck it. You know, we're just having a good time. And I'm starting to order random things. And it is what it is. And at one point, I order a brand new drink I had never tried. A fire mojito which just by on the, on the side, cool name, good idea, you know, out it comes and it was, it was good enough, spicy, I guess I could say. And I get two, three sips in and my friend asks if he can try it. Having never also tried it, he wants to get a sense of it. So I'm already weird. I pucker up a little bit, butthole does. Like, why are you asking to try my drink? But fine, you know, and I, I pass it over and he uses my straw. And, I, and to be fair, I don't use straws. I, I don't, I'm surprised I hadn't taken the straw out. But he uses the straw. That was sometime in the second quarter. I, I think I may have been as upset about the straw using as I was about the actual like outcome of the game. Like I couldn't get over it. I've been upset about it all day. All right. So honorable CJ. Acceptable? Dude, like one, is it acceptable even to ask for a sip of my drink? But two, once I say yes, are you allowed to use a straw? Because I feel like if he had taken my drink and used his ass to drink out of it, I would have been less upset. <laughs> Than him using my straw. As Steve Kerr once said, a code has been broken. <laughs> broke the code. <laughs> you know, like not only like uh, to put this in a very de delicate, clear. <laughs> this is very delicately. Yeah, you're right in your opinion. So, I mean, like all the time, like I, I let my bros, like try my. Uh, drink or a guy like get a swig of my beer or like you know something like my Long Island all the time. However, from like a hygiene, a clinical hygiene standpoint, like you, you sip off the side of the cup. You know what I'm saying? Like 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 it's one thing. I don't, I don't know. It's like it's one thing if your girl like sips out the straw. That's your girl, right? You guys are kissing and swapping tongues all the time. This is this is the Brody, and the Brody should know that there are boundaries. There are boundaries, and the ruling is in. You broke the code, man. It's a violation. It's a violation of trust. You know, it's a violation of boundaries. It's, it's, it's a violation of hygiene. The bros sip off the side of the cup, period. I am so happy with that decision. And I think that decision would have been true if we were on the, like the front side of a global pandemic. We're on the, the COVID just happened dude. like, I, I'm, I'm weird about just like eating inside as it is. I'm not trying to split a straw with somebody who's vaccination said about just that whole thing hit me in a weird place. Uh, Maxine, what would you do? So that goes down. You're, you, you've handed it off. Your friend has now drank from your, your fire mojito straw. What's your response? P panic, pure panic. <laughs> because, because here's the thing. If, if I, so I, I actually, I really ascribe to the notion that like sharing, sharing a drink, like, Oh, I bought this drink. You got this one. Cocktails are expensive in the Bay, man. We're spending like crazy money on like two shots of alcohol, you know? And like, I like cocktails. I want to try different ones. So it's an opportunity to try something new. I, I look at it as a sign of friendship to, to be like, hey, you want to try some of mine? I'll try some of yours. That's great. But if I see the straw go into some, into my friend's mouth, it's panic because, I, again, I've just explained to you that I look at this as a true sign of friendship. 
right? So in that moment, I'm like, yes, I'm being vulnerable to you. And you're sticking your my straw in your mouth? Like, there's like, I don't, there's a lot of spit happening. And um, it's just, you know, I, I, I actually, I try to make a point when somebody hands me the drink, I'm looking to see if there's any indication of where they sipped from. And then I'm rotating the drink to try to sip from a different spot on the rim. You know, if there's a salt rim, that makes it really easy. But you can even tell, right, with just like the, the precipitation that's collecting on the side of the rim. No, no, no. It's, it's, a, it's a calculation because that's part of the code, right? That's part of being friends. It's like, hey, I appreciate that you're giving me this space, right? That we're entering into this intimate environment where we can share drinks with one another and like, it's a delicate, it's a delicate little situation that you don't want to transgress and, and putting a straw in your mouth because then I have to have the conversation. It's like, I thought we were friends and now you're doing this to me. So like I said, it's pure panic. I don't know how to respond. I think I would shut down. You've misused my trash. No, it's, it's crazy presumptuous. Um, I, we won't chase this scenario down maybe for a future basketball court. I mean, real quick, just that we have a, a, a differing opinion in the comments. Is it possible (laughs) That this is actually just warriors' frustrations that you're taking out on your on your friend's straw etiquette. Thanks to Dylan for bringing that up. No, no, it is not possible. <laughs> I am a psychopath way before the Warriors drive me even crazier, and so this would have bothered me if I had never watched a single Warriors game at any point in my life. Strawgate still would have really upset me. Um, and for and all I'll, I'll tell you, out there who, if you're ever unsure, just go for the waterfall, man. You know, it's it's exactly easy right. Bet. It's hard to do with a a cocktail, though. You know what I mean? That's like a Gatorade pool. You know what I mean? Like it's hard to do within a bar, but I totally agree with you. Um, And it's it's just presumption. We had someone at the house the other day. They asked if they could use a bathroom. Sure, of course. They passed two bathrooms and went into our master bedroom. (laughs) And they're just like, "What the fuck? What's going on, dude? Like, why?" So we don't we won't we won't chase that down. A basketball court for a future date, but I. This is my life. I venture in and out of like awkward interactions and get really angry about them. CJ, missed you. Phenomenal. I liked your haircut a lot, by the way. I don't know if I've said that. Looks clean. I love the the, the short look. Um, phenomenal appearance in your initial, you know, judicial role. Uh, we, we'd love to hand you the permanent role of the honorable CJ. So if other other issues come up. In fact, if you're out there and you want CJ's opinion, go ahead and write us uh, an email. But I'm sure I'm not alone. In fact, I'm positive people need way more CJ Holmes in their life. If I'm right, where do they go? Uh, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at CJ Holmes 22. And I beg you to no end retweets, not likes. Unless you're on Instagram, then you kind of got it like, but you, you know. <laughs> For us, you know where to reach us. Uh, you want to get us an email. You want to get a case to CJ. You want to get us a question. You can shoot that too. Huddle at warriorshuddle.com. Boom. Our social media is expanding and expanding fast. The the intern hunger games will continue soon. And then once we figure out who it is who's joining, let's stop calling it the intern. The the hunger games to determine who the new team member is. They are battling to the death. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I mean, this isn't live, but the next thing is we're going to put them in a room and just put a, a sword in there and see what happens. But you know, I, you know, I don't, I don't want to spoil the ending. Um, but our our social media footprint will be a lot larger in the instant future. But until that happens, we are only on Twitter. That's at Warriors Huddle. And with that in mind, go Warriors. Fuck Dylan Brooks, and uh, hopefully we'll see you real soon.
Good, good. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.